This is Alive with Joseph. We've been looking at the power of gratitude this morning. I'll be looking at part three. And I'll pick it up from where I left it off last week, Sunday, where we're talking about the principle of gratitude or thanks and thanksgiving is the secret of increase. That is, no matter how much spiritual activities you engage in, if all of them lack thanksgiving and gratitude, there are certain realms of increase that a believer will never experience. That is, you cannot walk in certain realms of increase if you do not have a posture of gratitude and thanksgiving. We've been looking at that and we established quite a couple of things. We're looking at why must you engage in thanksgiving. So I gave you number three. Number three was you must engage in thanksgiving because it is a tool for increase. Thanksgiving is the key for increase. And we understand that thanksgiving causes God to establish you. And through thanksgiving, you are able to license God to also punish all your adversaries. And anything that Satan wants to use to oppress you, God is able to intervene through thanksgiving. And also through thanksgiving, the mantle of honor comes upon you as a believer. You are raised to become a noble. We saw that according to Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 20 to 22, where he said, Then I will cause him to draw near and he shall approach me. For who is he who pledges his heart to approach me, says the Lord, you shall be my people and I will be your God. Earlier part, he said, Your nobles shall be from them among them and their governors shall be from their midst that is through thanksgiving god is able to you know cause the mantle of honor to come upon us and nobles are raised amongst us nobles are raised amongst us through thanksgiving let, let, let me share a quote with you by john mark Arthur, an american pastor who has authored so many books and there's a particular book of his that i like so much which is titled strange fire a very nice book but let me quote him he says a thankful heart is one of the primary identifying characteristics of a believer it stands in stark construct, contrast to pride selfishness and worry it helps fortify the believer's trust in the lord and reliance of his provision even in the toughest times no matter how choppy the seas become a believer's heart is buoyed by constant praise and gratefulness to the lord John MacArthur. And I believe there is a very crucial word from this amazing man of God in a season like this. That is to say, no matter what is happening around us, we must understand that thanksgiving is a tool that helps us to come out of whatever it is that we are experiencing or that we have experienced. Now, why must we engage in thanksgiving and gratitude? Number four. Let's move to number four. Number four, thanksgiving and gratitude perfects your blessing. Thanksgiving and gratitude perfects your blessing. That is, thanksgiving is the last pace in releasing your faith. In your journey of faith, the last step you take is thanksgiving and gratitude. Thanksgiving and gratitude makes you whole and perfect by, 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 by the blessing. Or should I put it this way? Thanksgiving makes you whole and perfects your blessing. In the book of Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 19, I read the TPT translation. It says, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus passed through the border region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered one village, ten men approached him, but they kept their distance for they were lepers. It sounds like what is happening on social distancing. 
they kept their distance social distancing they kept their distance because they had coronavirus they shouted to him mighty lord oh our wonderful master wouldn't you have mercy on us and heal us when jesus stopped to look at them he spoke these words go to be examined by the jewish priest they set off why did he say this in the jewish tradition the only way you're certified healed is the priest must examine you interestingly not the medical doctor it is the priest that must satisfy you healed the priest must look at you here not the nurse not the medical doctor so that is to say if you come and i tell you you are healed you better believe me are you understanding me now if i tell you you are healed and the doctor say you're not healed you believe me because i am the one anointed by god to satisfy you healed so he said go and show yourself to the priest because he is the only one that had the authority and the mandate to certify anyone healed so they went he said they set off and they were healed while walking along the way did you see that when he told them go and show yourself on their way going the bible said and they were healed and they were healed for they were lepers mighty lord when jesus examined them they set off and they were healed while walking along the way next next verse why they were walking along the way they were healed the bible said and turned back one of them is samaritan when he discovered that he was completely healed turned back to find jesus shouting out joyous praises and glorifying god when he found jesus he fell down at his feet take note of those words when he found jesus he fell down at his feet thanked him over and over saying to him you are the messiah so where are the other nine jesus asked where in there ten who were healed they all refused to return did you see that jesus asked first of all where are the other nine number two where are not ten people healed because i knew the very moment i told them go and certify yourself healed the word of healing went alongside with them and i said where are they where have they gone to he said and jesus used this word he said they all refused to return to give thanks and give glory to god except you a foreigner from samaria then jesus said to the healed man lying at his feet arise and go it was your faith that brought you salvation and made you whole ten lepers were all cleansed they were all healed but they were not all whole only the one who returned to give thanks and show gratitude was made whole now what is the difference between being healed or being cleansed and wholeness now to be cleansed simply means the leprosy eating up their body was cured so the leprosy stopped eating their body the leprosy that was destroying their body stopped that is they were all no longer leprous but now to be whole means to be restored back so the one who returned with thanksgiving and gratitude was restored that is his limbs that the leprosy has eaten up grew back his skin that was patched by the leprosy returned back his knees his toes restored back everything the resources he has lost as a result of the attack of that leprosy was returned back to him the relationship he had lost was returned back to him everything he had lost was returned back to him when jesus said be made whole that tells me friends thanksgiving
thanksgiving is what makes you whole. Thanksgiving makes you whole. Prayer can make you heal, but thanksgiving brings wholeness. It has a way of bringing restoration to everything you have lost. And I declare in this season of thanksgiving, be whole in the name of Jesus. I say be made whole in the name of Jesus. So the leprous man was made whole. He was made whole. His limbs were restored. His skin was restored. His resources that he had wasted in trying to fix himself was restored. The time he had lost was restored. The other nine could not see that they were, they could see that they were once leprous. But you could also notice when you look at them that this one had leprosy before. But the other one, when you look at him, you will not be able to identify any leprosy around it. Listen to me. In the midst of thanksgiving, you go through battles, you don't look like the battle you have gone through. In the midst of thanksgiving, you go through fire, the smell of the fire will not be perceived on you. You go through battle, the things that destroyed others in that battle and left a scar on them will not be able to leave a scar on you. Why? Because on the platform of thanksgiving, God is saying able to restore you back and return a thousand times more whatever that battle took from you. I don't know who you are. Your season of restoration has begun in the name of Jesus. I say it has begun in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, give Jesus praise this morning. So when you look at that story, it shows us how scars the spirit of thanksgiving and gratitude is. It shows us how how scarce it is. Only one out of the ten returns back to thank God. That is to say, only 10% of people show gratitude to God. The other 90 don't ever return back to show gratitude to God. Only 10%. In the church, only 10%. Only 10% always return back to say thank you. Only 10 Only 10% always return back at the end of the month with their offerings and thanksgiving and their tithes to say thank you. The other 90 never returns back. The other 90 never returns back. And listen friends, when you study that story very well, you will see that Jesus expected them to come back. He expected them. It was not open for dialogue. He expected them to come and he asked, where are the other 90? Where are the other nine? Where are they? Where are, and he, and he said these words. He said, have they, they have refused to return. So every time you do not show gratitude on thanks and thanksgiving, God is seeing you refusing to return. He said they have refused. He didn't make excuse for them refusing to return. He did not make excuse. He didn't say, maybe they didn't have transportation. Maybe, you know, things are tight. As a result, they cannot tight. No, he didn't say all of that. He said, where are they? I want them to come back. I don't want any excuse. They must return back. And I pray for you. May you not deny yourself wholeness in the name of Jesus. So, the healing was just a test. It was not the best. So very often people run with the test and they abandon the best. 
because the best is still behind. The test is what you are having. So God gives you a test. You do not return back with gratitude on Thanksgiving. You forfeit the best. Many have forfeited the best. Can I tell you this? There are certain level you think you have arrived. God is actually giving is a test. God is saying it's a test. Let's watch her heart. Let's see her heart. Let's see her heart. We're still watching. Angels, don't release the best yet. Let's see if she will return back. Then you start making excuse. Ah, God said, you see, I told you don't release yet. May you not forfeit your best. I didn't hear your loudest amen. I said, may you not forfeit your best. Give Jesus highest praise this morning. Only 10% returns back. Only one out of 10. What a shocking statistics. Only one, not even half. Only one. Only one. Only one. Only one. And yet he was even a foreigner. Jesus said, and he's even a foreign Samaria. He was not even a believer. Listen to what the Bible said concerning the one who returned back. One of them is Samaritan. When he discovered that he was completely healed, turned back. He discovered. He turned back. He discovered. Others continued. Is my right. Did I not ask for it? I prayed and I prayed. Lord Jesus answered me. And I prayed, he answered me. I prayed, as the one who fasted. They continued, and he returned back. And said, no, 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 no. I cannot continue to enjoy this good thing without returning to the one who gave it to me. He returned back, the Bible said. He turned back to find Jesus. He was looking for Jesus. Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? And the Bible says, shouting out joyous praise and glorifying God. He was not whispering the praise. He was shouting the praise. I know you like to be dignified, but sometimes... God expects you to shout the praise. Don't whisper the praise. When you whisper the praise, it is no longer a praise. Praise requires you shout it out. When he found Jesus, ah, when he was even shouting the praise, he had not found Jesus. He was still looking for Jesus and he was shouting the praise. When he finally found Jesus, he fell on the ground at his feet, thanked him over and over and over and over, saying to him, you are my Messiah. You are my Messiah. Child of God, I pray for you. In this season, may you return in the name of Jesus. Give Jesus your highest praise this morning. Shout, Lord, you are my Messiah. That's why I love the first service. You guys are crazy, man. You guys are crazy in the first service. You guys are the real deal. Don't tell the other guys. You guys are the real deal. Turned back shouting because grateful people shout. Mm. He returned with a wild praise, he returned back with a crazy praise, he returned back with a reckless praise, he returned back shouting. 
so that all the devils that have afflicted him can look for nearest hole and hide he shouted his praise glory to God he was even a Samaritan listen friends very often as believers we have a sense of entitlement a sense of entitlement will make you not to show gratitude to God a sense of entitlement will stop you from being thankful a person with a sense of entitlement always feels that God owes them a sense of entitlement makes you an ungrateful person it makes you a person with it makes you a person with an ungrateful spirit now for you to see that God expected them to return back with thanksgiving Jesus said where are they Jesus always expects you to return back and he categorized their returning back as refusing to return back they refuse don't ever get to the place where you refuse to return thanks to the almighty God where you refuse to return to give thanks and be grateful to God understand that no matter what you think God has not done for you no matter what you think that God has not accomplished in your life he still expects you to return back no matter what you think is not enough he still expects you to return back They were not whole, but Jesus expected them to return back. The miracle was not complete, but he still expected them to return back. It was not open for dialogue. Let me show you something quickly. Verse 19. Let me show you something in verse 19. Luke 17. Then Jesus said to the healed man, lying at his feet, arise and go. It was your faith that brought you salvation and made you whole that is to say his thanksgiving was the fulfillment of the last step of the faith equation his thanksgiving jesus saw his thanksgiving and gratitude as faith listen friends anywhere god sees faith his integrity is committed to acts Jesus saw it as faith that is in the realms of the spirit your thanksgiving and gratitude to God is equated to faith he said your faith immediately switch said your faith it is your faith that has made you whole it is not even my it is not my miraculous power it is your faith because when you return back with thanksgiving you displayed faith every time we return with our tithes we are displaying faith every time we return with our offerings we are displaying faith every time we return with our sacrificial giving we are displaying faith that God you are able to supply all my needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus I'm not a self-made man that's why you return with your tithe you're not a self-made man you're not a self-made one you are acknowledging the one who gave you power to get wealth faith you had coronavirus you were hospitalized now you are out of the hospital you are alive you're still feeling the side effects of corona god expects you to still return with thanksgiving and gratitude but you know pastor i'm, I'm my test has not been returned back are you alive yes i'm alive give him praise some didn't even have the opportunity to have their taste returned back so give him praise give him praise 
Give him praise. God still expects you to return and give thanks because even though your business has experienced a knock, your life is still intact. And for that, you must give him praise. You are not experiencing a, a your, your business has experienced a downturn and you're not making profit as you used to make. Still give him thanks. They've downsized in your office. They've reduced your salary. Still give him thanks. They fired you. Still give him thanks. You're still alive. They fired you from a job, not from a life. So still give him thanks. But pastor, where was God when, when, when I lost my job? Where were you when he gave you breath? See, give him thanks. Please give this God your highest praise this morning. There are many things in our lives that are yet to be perfected. They are not yet whole. And the key to perfecting them is our thanksgiving. When you look at a life church, this is not what we're looking at. Oh, this is not. Listen, what you're seeing is temporal structure. What, when we end, this is temporal. But we keep giving him thanks because he will perfect what he has started. Give him thanks. God will perfect everything that concerns him. And the reason why many people grumble and complain is because of comparison. When you begin to compare what God is doing in your life and what he's doing in another person's life, you will be ungrateful. <laughs> Ingratitude flows from comparison. I can't see what God is doing in Pastor Sam's life and I want to compare it in my life. I will become ungrateful. You will become ungrateful when you begin to get involved in, with comparison. Because when you begin to compare what God is doing in someone else's life with what God is doing in your life, you will become ungrateful because you don't know the season of their life. You don't know the, they have arrived at their harvest season. You are still at the plowing season. It's not the same. You celebrate God for that brother's life at that season because you know your own season as well is on its way. Glory to God. So we do not compare. Listen to these friends. Comparison steals four things from you. Number one, it steals joy. Number two, it steals your peace. Number three, it steals your gratitude. Number four, it steals your thanksgiving. Every time you engage with comparison or engage in comparison, it steals your joy. It takes away your peace. You become ungrateful. You become unthankful. Because you're comparing. You're comparing. You're comparing. You're comparing where you are to where another person is. Forgetting that we didn't start the journey at the same time. Even if we have started at the same time. Our dealings with God is different. Our dealings with God is different. Some, as Pastor Cody will say, some are early bloomers. Immediately, shh, why some take time? Does it mean anything is wrong with them? No. According to the timetable of life, we all have different seasons. So stop comparing yourself. You know, look at that sister, she's shining. Oh, you don't know the pain she's in. 
Is it because she refused to complain like you? Is it because she has decided to take a posture of thanksgiving and gratitude? And you think all is well with her? No, no, no. All is not Actually, as she's seated right there, she's in pain. Sickness is eating up her body. But she has maintained a posture of gratitude. And you, you're just having tiny headache. You're throwing tent from everywhere. Please give Jesus praise this morning. Listen to what the apostle Paul said concerning comparison. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 12 he said, For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. But they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. Only foolish people compare themselves with themselves, according to brother Paul. Listen to Theodore Roosevelt, the 26th president of the United States of America. Listen to what he said concerning comparison. He said, comparison is the thief of joy. It steals your joy. Many believers are not joyful because of comparison. They are not grateful because of comparison. They are not thankful because of comparison. Many believers have stopped God from finishing what is started in their life through ingratitude. Because friends, when you start comparing yourself with another person, what you are saying is, God, I want what that person has. And God is saying, allow me to complete your own. God has a finishing for every one of us. I came to tell you this morning, God has a finishing for you. God is still working on you, so be grateful at every step he takes you. Are you understanding me? Allow your gratitude to move God to perfect what he's working in your life. There is more compared to what you have seen. There is a bigger, bigger, a mega, a gigantic testimony that is still yet to manifest in your life. So give God praise for the test because the best is around the corner. Please give him praise this morning. Please give him praise this morning. Come on, say, Lord, I thank you for the test. Say, Lord, I thank you for the test. Because I know the best is around the corner. The Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. This is how you pray as a believer. Brother Paul telling us. He said, prayer, supplication, then you perfect it with thanksgiving. Can I get my props? Thanks, Brother Paul. Bring it for me. Give it to Pastor Sam. Thank you so much. He said, this is how it works. The Apostle Paul is giving us spiritual formula, spiritual protocol for getting our requests known to God. He said, when you bring your prayer and supplication. Thanks, Pastor Sam. Let's face them. When you bring your prayer, this is your prayer. When you bring your prayer, actually, Pastor Sam, you can keep the plate on there. Then you bring. Bring them. He said when you bring your prayer, when you bring your supplication, This is thanksgiving. Put it inside. 
said, wrap it. Wrap your prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So when it arrives before God, it, you, God doesn't see the supplication. God doesn't see the prayer. Your thanksgiving has wrapped it. And now that your thanksgiving has wrapped it, the integrity of God is committed. Whatever your prayer and supplication is, is automatically dealt with. Why? Because God's integrity has been committed by this. Pastor Sam, open please. But this is what we do as believers we come with our supplication and our prayers throw that away we just throw thanksgiving away take this and be showing it to me we keep showing this we keep showing this we keep showing this we keep showing this we keep showing and god is saying no no there's something is missing where is the rap where is the rap because these two are not to come alone they are to be wrapped in something angels are saying well we can't see the rap god says, okay well if the rap is not there there is nothing i can do because the spiritual protocol is as this approaches as this approaches there must be the thanksgiving that covers them that envelopes them give jesus your highest praise this morning Thank you so much, Pastor Sam. So never arrive with your prayer and supplication. No matter how powerful you pray, God is saying the protocol is let it be wrapped with thanksgiving. Then when you wrap it with thanksgiving, then the request is now known to God. Without thanksgiving, it is not known to God. That is why a believer will say, I prayed powerful prayer and nothing happened. No, you miss the protocol. You miss the protocol. And you can see another believer doesn't even pray powerful prayer. But they come with thanksgiving. They are getting answers anyhow. Why? Because they have maintained the protocol. Please give Jesus praise this morning. So the reason many believers are full of ingratitude is because they concentrate also on what God has not done. And they ignore the things he has done in their life. There are all kinds of sorrows everywhere. I know that. Businesses have shut down. I know that. Companies have downsized. I know that organizations have retrenched. Many are out of jobs. Many are sick. Many have lost loved ones. But in the midst of all of these don't see it as a disadvantage the prophet isaiah tells you and i in the book of isaiah 20 isaiah chapter 12 verse 1 to 6 he said and in that day you will say oh lord i will praise you though you were angry with me your anger is turned away and you comfort me behold god is my salvation i will trust and not be afraid for yea the lord for yeah the lord is my strength and song he also has become my salvation therefore with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation and in that day you will say praise the lord call upon his name declare his deeds among the people make mention that his name is exalted sing to the lord for he has done excellent things this is known in all the earth cry out and shout O inhabitants of our life church for great is the holy one of our life church in your midst 
Say, this is what I will do in the midst of the calamity. The final one I'll give you tonight, this morning, is Thanksgiving number five. Thanksgiving is a key to health and longevity. Thanksgiving is a key to health and longevity. Praise and thanksgiving is one of the mysteries of the spirit. Your thanksgiving is not just an activity. It is a mystery in the realms of the spirit. Praise is a gateway to health and longevity. Listen to what the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 17 verse 22. The Bible says, a merry heart does good like medicine. But a broken spirit dries the bowl. You cannot have a merry heart if you're ungrateful. A merry heart. Every time Satan wants to destroy a person, the first thing he does is to bring them to a place of murmuring and complaining. And when that happens, depression comes in. And when depression comes in, joy vacates. And the Bible here tells us the therapeutic effect of a merry heart. He said, a merry heart is as good as a good medicine. A merry heart resembles a good medicine. The same way a person who is having a headache takes a painkiller and a few minutes later, the headache is gone. The Bible says, when you praise and you are full of gratitude, it will do you good like a good medicine. He said, a broken spirit in the same verse dries up the bone. That is to say, when you are full of ingratitude, you set yourself up to be a broken spirit. And when your spirit is broken, it dries up your bone. That speaks of sickness. It dries up your relationship. It dries up your business. Whatever is left is destroyed. It dries up your atmosphere. It dries up your career. It dries up your family. When you have a broken spirit, it dries up things around you. It creates an atmosphere of dryness. So praise is the key to health and longevity. Depressed people don't live long. No matter the psychological counseling they go through. Because depression is not a psychological thing. Depression is a spirit. It's a spirit that came as a result of ingratitude. When a person allows their situation to rob them of thanksgiving, it dries them up. Listen friends, the death of a loved one, the loss of a job, or the ending of a relationship, they are all difficult experiences for a person to endure. It is normal for you to feel sad. It is normal for you to grieve. It is normal. That, that is a normal response. Sadness and grieving is a normal response to any situation, to any painful situation. Those experience, listen, when you experience loss, oftentimes people might say, I'm depressed. It's not depression, you're just sad. You lost your job, someone say, I'm depressed. No, you're not depressed, you're just sad. Because sadness and grieving are not depression. Depression is as a result of ingratitude. It's normal to be sad when you lose something. It's normal to feel grief when you lose a loved one. It's normal. It's normal. It's a process of life. You must grieve when you lose someone. You must feel sad when you lose a job. But you must not be ungrateful. You must not be ungrateful. You must not be ungrateful. So the grieving process is natural and unique to each individual. 
and shares some same features. It, the, the danger is it shares features with depression. Both grief and depression, they all involve intense sadness, withdrawal from usual activities. They are also different in certain important ways. For example, when a person is depressed, they stop seeing anything good in life. When a person is depressed, they start feeling worthless. And it is because they have believed a lie from Satan that God hates them. Listen, friends, if God hates you, why has he not taken away your breath? If God hates you, why didn't he take the time to make, why did he take the time rather to make you in his image and in his likeness? You can have a painful feeling, but in that painful feeling, still maintain a posture of gratitude and thanksgiving. I won't cause God and die. The wife of Job said to Job, cause God and die. He said, I will not. I'm going through the most painful experience of my life but in the midst of it I maintain a posture of gratitude and thanksgiving in all of these Job said I know my redeemer liveth <laughs> I've lost the job I know my redeemer liveth I've lost a loved one I know my redeemer liveth I have pains in my body I know my redeemer liveth I have bills piled up I know my redeemer liveth I don't know where my next meal will come from but one thing I know my redeemer liveth I'll maintain my posture of gratitude and thanksgiving in the midst of it all I will not cause God and die no, 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 no. A merry heart will do good like a good medicine. A heart of joy cures like a good medicine. And the apostle Paul speaking the final scripture I give you. He now said, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, and I will say rejoice. That's my final scripture. Where is the team? Rejoice in the Lord. Pastor Aubrey, where is my team? Rejoice in the Lord, he said. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord is an instruction, not a suggestion. Rejoice in the Lord is a command. Rejoice in the Lord always. In tough time and difficult season, rejoice in the Lord. In good and great season, rejoice in the Lord. Get the team for me. In amazing season, rejoice in the Lord. In painful season, rejoice in the Lord. In times of breakthrough, rejoice in the Lord. In times of losses, rejoice in the Lord. I've lost my job, rejoice in the Lord. I've lost my business, rejoice in the Lord. I just got a breakthrough, a multi-million round breakthrough. Rejoice in the Lord. I'm going through a challenge in my business, rejoice in the Lord. I'm going through a turbulence in marriage, rejoice in the Lord. My children are in painful season, rejoice in the Lord. How many times? How many times? Church, how many times? How many times? Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord. Not rejoice in your Mercedes. Rejoice in the Lord. Go 
was careful to say in the Lord. Because he knows if he says rejoice in your Mercedes, the day the Mercedes crashes, your joy evaporates. The day you lose your job, your joy goes. The day you lose that business, your joy goes. So he said, this is where you ought to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. no matter what I'll be here worshipping all of the days of my life I'll be here lifting my hands in worship even when it's not easy I'll be here bowing down to worship I'll be here can you play that song for me play that song for me play it for me Shall we rise on our feet? Rejoice in the Lord. Thank you so much for listening. We believe you were blessed by the word. For more, please visit our website, www.alivewithjoseph.com, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, Alive with Joseph Mogotcha. Till next time, God bless.